On today's show, Nico Harrison said that he thinks it's more of a risk to not do the Kyrie Irving trade than to do it. What do we think about that? And let's talk about Justin Holiday and more on today's Lockdown Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Lockdown Mavs. Don't believe you shouldn't be here. Loyalty never fades away. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and NBA channel manager for the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks for being part of the show and making Lockdown Mavs your first listen each and every day. We are free and available on all podcast platforms, including YouTube. But the best way you can help us grow the show is to listen every day and to comment anything below let us know what you think about the Kyrie Irving trade and the risk of it as of right now also let us know your thoughts on halftime weddings <laughs> the holdover no. holdover from yesterday I'm uh, all out on all halftimes and what you think about Justin Holiday? we're going to talk about him today today's episode is brought to you by prize picks first time users can receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on that's prize picks Dot com promo code locked on and joining me as always my co-host writer contributor at mavs.com the risky renegade the one more thinking what you got for me isaac harris so yeah we're gonna talk about justin holiday at the end uh but somebody uh shot me i don't know he's either it's either in the youtube comments or a tweet <laughs> at me or something and said so many ways why, why are we why are we the team that always gets the worst brother and because <laughs> like you know we got costas and Jaleel Cousins. <laughs> now, yeah, yeah. Now, now we're getting uh, Justin Holiday, who obviously has Drew and Aaron. I mean, I guess Justin versus Aaron is a conversation, I guess. But oh, it's definitely Justin's been the worst one than Drew, though. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so anyway, oh Seth Curry. <laughs> oh crap! This could go. Seth on Curry, Costas, Antetokounmpo, Jaleel Cousins was Demarcus Cousins' brother. Tim Hardaway Jr. No, we're not doing no, that. No, that that's not dad. That's not dad's son. Uh, yeah, Justin the Holiday. There's got to be more brothers. Let us know in the comment section what worst brother have the Mavericks had in a pairing because I'm sure. I'm sure campaign has an older brother. Because we <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure just kidding, more. guys. Talk about that, but let's talk about the uh, the presser. Let's talk about we were both in attendance to the presser of uh, of Kyrie Irving and Markeith Morris. He was that he was there as well. Markeith. <laughs> really didn't have to be there. It was just the third so wheel of all third wheels in that press conference. I'm just here so I don't get fined. <laughs> and so these things work like this. There's a ton of media there. I mean, usually you go into a pregame presser, and like I usually don't go to them because I don't get a ton out of them personally. But you go in there, there's like ten people, Mac, like like for the most part. There, Barely. There was what, 50, 75 people? Well, ca- listen, we joke about it. It, when cowboy season ends, yeah. you know, the cavalry comes in because it's like the floodgates open and all the uh, local media comes back to Mavs games when cowboy season ends. So it's like the combo of cowboy season ending, you know, later than normal uh, back a few <laughs> few weeks ago and then with Kyrie. So and so there's tons of media people in there. And so you get to ask some of the big questions that you've been wondering about the trade, about you know, what Kyrie Irving thinks coming in. And they did this introductory press conference when they're on the road, but this was the first time they got to do it in front of Dallas media. And so, like I said, there was a bunch of people in there and for us guys that go there and ask questions and things the whole time I'm thinking, all right, like the whole day I'm thinking you get one question. What's your one question you want to ask these guys. And for me, I started thinking about 
the risk of this trade and thinking about, all right, we've talked a lot about the risk. When the trade first happened, you can go back and watch our reaction. We talked about the risk. The episode when we got to collect our thoughts and talk about it like later that day, we talked about the risk. We talked about the risk of this trade not so much on the court. We saw we see the merits on the court. I don't think it's a risk once Kyrie gets onto the court, but he can be a free agent this offseason. He has also been a flight risk for some of his past teams, Cleveland, Boston, and Brooklyn. He's left and has left in, in various terms. Uh, he's also missed times in the season for, for various other reasons. And so I was, I was curious what they thought and what Nico Harrison and Kyrie would say about the risk. So I asked them. Nick Angstead locked on. Um, this is a question for Kyrie and for Nico, if I can. What would you guys say to fans and to people that call this trade a really, really big risk for the Mavericks? Um, I don't see any risk involved at all. I've known Kyrie for a long time. I know his core. I know the type of person he is. Um, I think anybody who's ever watched him play basketball knows the type of basketball player he is. So I don't, I don't see the risk at all. I actually see the risk in not doing it. Touche. <laughs> Touche. But no, I'm appreciative of our long lasting relationship and him knowing my family very well. And now it's just about me going out and proving it to my teammates and doing what I do and control what I can control. We've talked about the relationship between Kyrie and Nico Harrison and how it goes back. It goes way back to like when he was in AAU, when he was a teenager, when he was 16, 17 years old, that Nico Harrison knows his family. I don't think that's something that the Brooklyn Nets have. And I think it's something about this whole idea of risk around this trade that I don't think a lot of people are talking about right now. Yeah, I mean, one, great question. Uh, two, this was an incredible answer by Nico. I thought so too. I mean, one of the like best moments for him as a GM was this answer because you know, there are a bunch of different routes you could take this as, as a GM. And not only did he, I mean, you can't like, you got to double down. I mean, you made the deal. You're confident in it, but <laughs> to, to be honest, I think that this is a bad, like, I don't think this is a good trade for us. Like, yeah. Imagine. But, but there's also, you know, Nico's awkward. Like, I mean, we, we know that. I mean, just how the whole thing like opened up, you know, he's just an awkward dude, but like, you know, we, interviewed, I interviewed him, you know, uh, a one-on-one in San Francisco, you know, when we, uh, went to the playoffs and we had him on the pod media day and he's super, super nice guy, Yeah, but he could have handled that question in like an awkward, like laughing, uh, you know, way, but the dude was serious yes. and the guy was just like, no, like I know him. I know this guy. And there, there was something, there was a subtle thing Kyrie said, uh, earlier in his presser, um, about his relationship with Nico, you know, the relationship part was like a common thread of the whole you know, introductory press conference there. But he said this, he said this about Nico. He said, it's great to see him in a new position, a powerful position. Grateful we can make something happen here in Dallas. So he's talking like he, like he's just one of the guys. You yeah. know, it's like, man, I'm happy for his promotion. You know, he's in a powerful Look role. Look at this guy. You know? Look at this guy. Like, yeah, can you imagine this guy? Like <laughs> Paul Rudd, like who would have thought, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, but he's like, he's in a powerful position now. Like, you know, and that part of the, that, plays into the in Nico's mind the lack of risk because he's like I know him I know him at his core like he was asked about later on too and he talked about Kyrie's core but also how he's you know he's evolving as a human being and all this stuff so yeah I just I thought it was in him 
it, it was a show of confidence, his answer he gave you, of confidence to everybody, for the fan base, organization, everything. And it was a vote of, like, I got you no matter what to Kyrie Irving in that moment of, and then not only is it, no, we didn't see it as risk, but we saw as a risk not to do it. Like, that was an incredible line by him. Like, I think he had player. that one ready. I think that, I think he had that one locked. I don't think so, man. I, I think, think he had that one awesome. locked and loaded. <laughs> I think he, I thought, but I, but I think he thought about it, right? Because I think he, I think he, like you said, a little bit awkward. But I think the awkwardness of Nico Harrison makes him more approachable and makes yeah, him oh more yeah. more connectable, right? Like I think that's actually a skill that he has, even though maybe he doesn't like do it on purpose. It's just I mean, maybe the person he is. As, yeah, as much as Donnie got flack for his actual like for the job stuff, yeah. Donnie was a super nice dude, you know, too. That would stop you and talk to you and all like. We have been blessed in that sense of both of the guys, Donnie, now Nico, both super nice, approachable guys. But Donnie Nelson was more like, it seemed like everything he said was, was you know, to the point, direct, like, and then Nico Harrison, there's a little bit of like, we, we felt like he was so awkward when he was, like, he first started because he had never done a press conference before. He had sat and watched a whole bunch of them as a, you know, a, like a partner of the, of these players, but had never really participated in one himself at any level so coming up let's talk about that angle of it though the idea that it's more of a risk to not do it what does that mean for the Dallas Mavericks what does that mean for what the Mavericks are thinking about Luka the pressure that they felt under that let's talk about the not doing it aspect of it coming up before we do let me tell you about prize picks prize picks is daily fantasy made easy you can check out prize picks right now use the promo code locked on to get 100% instant deposit match up to $100 put down 100 bucks they'll give you 100 bucks to use let's pick Oh, let's pick uh, Cavs or Sixers. This is a good game. Donovan Mitchell, more or less, 25 and a half points. Isaac, more or less? More. Give me more on that one. And then let's do Joel Embiid, 30 and a half against the Cavs. More or less against Jarrett Allen, Evan Mobley, and all them. Under. Give me less on the 30 and a half points. You can do that. And let's do James Harden, 19 and a half. Give me more on James Harden on that one. You Under. Under. You can <laughs> Isaac says under. I'm gonna go over 19 and a half. Put down 100 bucks. I can win 225 dollars. I can even hit the flex play or the power play and go five times my money. There's all kinds of different payouts that you can do on this. It's fast and easy. Go check it out. It's PrizePicks.com. Promo code locked on. All right, Isaac Harris. Thanks for making Lockdown Maps your first listen each and every day and every post game. We will be here all throughout the uh, through the playoffs. We will do an All Star game. Uh, like post game episode, we will be here for through the All Star break and uh, and all that. So five days a week, and then every single post game. All right, let's talk about this quote from Nico Harrison. We both loved the quote. Thought that it was really uh, interesting that he said, "I think that the Kyrie tr- not doing the Kyrie trade was more of a risk." To me, I listened to that quote in 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 here. It was more of a risk to not do it because of the position they were in with Luka Doncic. At this point in the season, we kept saying they got to make a move or they got to make a move this summer. They have to make a move this offseason. You cannot waste time with Luka Doncic. He's too good and he and there's too many options out there for star players right now. And so not doing this trade was more of a risk because that's one wasted year of Luka Doncic basically. No, that's exactly what it is. It, it, and it's the we've talked about this before of hey, the whole you know, if you want to put the angel on one side, the devil on one side of your <laughs> you know shoulder and, uh, of the whole like you know saving your assets for the second star thing, of uh, there's no there's no guarantee that you're going to get the second star. You know either like the star 
you got to wait for a, a second star to actually hit the market. Then you got to actually win the the bidding. Then you got to convince the guy to like sign their long term or like want to be there and all that stuff. So it's like all three of those things have to line up perfect for you to get a star. And for him, he looked at the opportunity and it's like, all right, we have a guy right now. And think of it in Nico's mind. That I that know. Is, that I know. That I know his his family yeah. I, I've, has a personal race relationship with him. He's won a title. He's one of the best players in the world, and he is he like he want like he likes Dallas. Like I mean, you can go back to last year, like when there was showing interest and all that stuff that Dallas was, you know, Shams or somebody was talking about how you know Dallas is one of the teams he's interested in, all this stuff. So all that stuff's lining up, and you you've been wanting another ball handler, creator next to Luca, all this stuff. So you have all that stuff lining up, and then you have the. Obviously, we're not talking about all the cons, but I'm just saying all the stuff that's like positive in Nico's mind. Yeah. Then, yeah, you understand how the 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 risk in his mind is like, man, it's more risky not to do this thing because we don't know when a second star is going to hit the market. We don't know if we can win that. You know, we might be sitting here three more years saying, guys, we're, we're just looking for that all star. Saving next up to, our assets. It's not you know, instead of plan powder, it's plan like uh us like it's planned stockpile right like it's planned stockpile for for that yeah. we just keep doing it over and over again and so doubt da- like nico looked at it now and said dallas is going to get a seat at the table they oh had they had a seat at the table for <laughs> for kyrie irving they could get that this trade done and so he said let's just do it let's get this is an all-star starter this is a guy that has won a title that checks a ton of boxes you know another ball handler a guy that can carry the offense when luke is off the court so many different you know competitor all that kind of stuff now but- there's part of there's many risks in this trade for sure, which is why they were able to get it done. Uh, but that's why he, I wanted he's to ask weighing, him. Yeah, because he's weighing, you know, in his seat, he's weighing of, yes, it is really risky. You know, it, it's a it's a risk in itself to trade for a guy like Kyrie with all the off the court stuff, and there could be another thing right around the corner. But it's also a big risk that we could be three three years from now. Luca never got a second star, and he's there's you know he's on halfway out the door. And we're it's doing like, Luka Doncic video tributes. <laughs> yeah, so it's like that's the type of risk that we're just speaking like we were in Nico's mind right now. So this isn't well. You know, that that's what that's he told not, us. That's what he told us. Yeah. And I think I think that's what he meant. And I found that really interesting. Kyrie's angle of it, though, of this answer though, was he said touche. You know, I'm just really happy to be here with with that. And I think he was impressed by the answer too. There is no risk for Kyrie. I don't think. I think that there somebody else will give him a deal. Right, like if he goes in free agency this offseason, there are four teams who are interested in him. Oh yeah, this summer, well, like he'll go find a yeah. deal somewhere. But there's rumors of that the Lakers would still do a deal this summer, and the Suns would would do a, like all this like yeah. sign and trade, and, and like all kinds of stuff would happen. So I don't think there's much risk for him to be honest. Yeah, I th- and I think uh, I think he's going to get close to some money desires that he's wanting to. So yeah, I, I, think I mean he's gonna. If everything goes right, and I expect everything to go right with him, he's play the rest of the season out, right? For for the rest of the season, play the rest of the season out, get the money, and then see the, and then see what happens. I'm I would be yeah. I'm more if I'm a Mavs fan, I'm more concerned about going into next season or even the season after that, like sometime in the season after that, than I am about the rest of this season, right? Like I wouldn't be concerned about it. Would you? Yeah. I mean, I think in in any Kyrie. <laughs> Um, relationship or this is a good point right here. <laughs> then you got. I don't, I don't know if you ever worry free, um, but 
My guy, start, yes. my, my guy starts just tweeting out images, like just just <laughs> cartoons and like you know, like all just memes. And you're just okay. Like, let's combine this with another answer you got. Didn't, he didn't got, want to go to the on the meme round. <laughs> um, I think it was uh, Nui that asked him about you know the elephant in the room, the contract being here yeah, long term. This is a great question too. You know, and and Kyrie was like, "Hey, like out of respect, I've been this. It's draining." Just out of respect to everything, basically, like, let's table this thing. Like, don't ask me the rest of the year, all that. But he did say this. He's like, and and that's kind of how he said it. He's like, but I'll say this. (laughs) Uh, He's like, from the start, from the moment I've landed in Dallas, it's been nothing but a warm embrace. And he referenced that familiar, I I hate this word. Familiarity. There you go. Um, Of relationships that... I don't know if that was just a focus, you know, because it's like anti Brooklyn. Nico's thing. Uh, in that, but like relationships and from the moment he stepped down in, in Dallas and everything. So that's going to be the thing, you know, we're going to hear, we're, I mean, everybody's going to talk about this. Brian Windhorst is going to talk about this about It's not going away. Times. Kyrie can ask it's, us. It's not going away. It's, well, I, I think local media asking him so much can, uh, hopefully, everybody can back up off of that there's okay. no sense of asking do, him over and over again do they have to do they have to i mean what are you trying to get out of it if you just continue asking him about that's it? that's that's the thing but for for Kyrie to ask to ask media to not ask a question is interesting to me i don't i mean because you can only answer the same question over and over again with the same answer it's like you're, you're he's gonna wait everybody's gonna speculate about everything of what teams and phoenix and la and all this stuff and then you know that's and and then the playoff run will determine a lot. If they end in the first round, everybody will say he's gone. If they go, you know, deep run, it's like, oh my gosh, what will happen? And um, <laughs> with the with the, with Brunson, it was like the opposite. We were like, okay, well, if he if they lose in the first round, I'll stay. If they go far, like then he left. It was so weird how opposite that one was. Yeah. From this, anything else in the press conference stand out to you? Oh, yeah. I mean, there was a bunch of different things. He called Josh Green a young Aussie king. I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> um, you know, I asked him a question about the uh, what what makes a duo. I'm working on something with, about him and Luca being a duo. And um, I was like, you know, what makes a duo great? And, you know, one, I thought it was a great leadership response by him. I was saying, I don't know about that phrase. I'm kind of trying to. He used it before when talking about Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. He's like that duo up in Boston. So I kind of like doubled down on the duo line there. But he also said this. He's like, um, we are obviously talking about him and Luca. And I didn't really see this get any like traction. So I might tweet it out because I think Mass fans really like this quote. He said, we obviously are a force together to be reckoned with. That is the exciting future I see alongside him as a running mate, as a duo. And so if you are pro Kyrie uh, Luca duo in Dallas, it you know, a line like that, you like hearing from Kyrie. I so, need to know what future means to Kyrie. That's what I need to know. I, I, I know. This I know. is this is why when he first got traded to the Mavs, we said well, I'm not gonna spend a ton of time going through his answers and trying to figure out what he said. If it's plain and it's clear, we'll talk about it, right? Like we'll yeah. talk, but if it's cryptic, then I don't know. Let let me do a couple more quicker uh responses here. He um he was asked about what like, what advice he would give uh to Luca <laughs> and uh he was talking about what things have been passed down to him and he said this he said when you get the opportunity to play with special people cherish it and don't take it for granted and uh i don't know i kind of like that that line for him and hey luca cherish playing with me all right um he he asked wait, he was wait. asked 
You liked that line from him? I actually did. Yeah. Because you know, you know, honest. I mean, well, to be honest, what I what I think he he is saying from that, I think that was a, a learning moment for him because of how much he wanted out of LeBron's shadow. That I think now he's regretting a little bit of like, man, I I think I took that for granted a little bit of playing with a, you know a guy to LeBron's caliber. I think he's even talked about. I could be wrong on record before about, man, yeah, I think I might have t- taken that for granted. So I, mean, I kind of seen that as he, like a. Well, he, he just asked out of Brooklyn playing with Kevin Durant. So yeah, I, I don't. Okay. I just, I'm not, I, I don't know about that one. I'm, 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 I'm holding strong to my rule. I'm not going to try to read into what he said. <laughs> um, he talked about the Dallas crowd, how he's excited to play in front of them. I thought it was cool. And how, you know, every time he came in as an East team, they'd play on the weekend. And he's like, you know, the community seemed ready for him to play. An interesting comment that he, I, don't, I can't remember when he said this, but he's excited to play in Dallas because the airport is so close to every team in the NBA because East Coast, they have to, if they, if they have to fly like Brooklyn to LA, that's like a three hour, three and a half hour flight sometimes. And like, they have to do that. And instead it's like a shorter flight to go from, from Dallas. And like, he was excited about, he was excited about that. And he's excited about the weather. I found that really fascinating as somebody that covers these guys. All right, my last two things real quick. He was asked about his like finishing around the basket. Two different questions about that. Oh, yeah. And one of them was just fascinating of just talking about being a young kid, playing with both hands, and then how kids used to like make fun of him uh, for the weird, awkward. He'd literally say for his weird, awkward layups and finishes. And now that's like what he's amazing that's his at. Thing. And if you watch one answer, one full answer, uh, look at his answer to Dorothy Gentry on when she asked him, mm. what's the why behind who you are and like what you do? I thought that was a, a, a cool peek into the world of Kyrie Irving. Yeah. If you want to peek into, into, into Kyrie Irving, that was a great question mm. from Dorothy uh, coming up. Let's talk about Justin holiday. Let's talk about what the Mavs are getting in Justin holiday, what we expect from him. And then maybe we'll talk about LaMarcus Aldridge and why the Mavs worked him out. We'll talk about that next. But before we do, let me tell you about built bar. It's a protein bar. It tastes like a candy bar. You can fall completely head over taste buds for the latest built box. That's what it says on their website right now. The brownie batter puff is my favorite one. They also have a double chocolate bar. They're all great. Tons of protein in the bar. You Oh, they have a maple donut one. That's a new flavor. I haven't seen that one. Maple donut, caramel apple. Those are new flavors. Go check those out. They have all kinds of different stuff up all the time. And the macros on it are incredible. That new maple donut one, 150 calories, 17 grams of protein, 6 grams of sugar. That's it. They're delicious. They're all delicious. Six grams of sugar. The caramel apple one only has four grams of sugar. That's like unheard of. That wow. that is literally like it's like one, one skittle. I was gonna say yeah, it's like one percent of a Mountain Dew. Like literally. So go check it out. Built.com. You can also get them at Sam's Club and Walmart now. You got a box at a Sam's Club recently in Dallas, so you can check that out wherever those are sold. And uh, try my Built.com. All right, Isaac Harris, let's talk about the buyout guys. So Stanley Johnson was waived today. The Mavs could still add one more buyout guy. Let's start Let's start with this. The Mavs could still get another buyout guy. They could waive Markeith Morris. They could waive Frank Nilekina. They could waive Theo Pinson. They could waive any of those three guys because they are all on expiring deals and they could sign a buyout guy if they wanted to. So it's still not out of the question that they – won't sign somebody else. I don't expect them to. Markeith no. Morris, maybe. Oh, well, Markeith Morris, yeah. maybe, is is the one that I would look at because he hasn't played. He told Callie Kaplan he's not in basketball shape right now because he was basically played out of the, the, 
Nets rotation. And you, if you listen to our crossover with Adam Armbrecht, he said he basically became a backup five, and it's kind of hard to be a backup five in the NBA when you're like six nine <laughs> and haven't been a, a big man really in your career. And so maybe over the the All Star break, he comes back in in better shape. We'll see what happens with Markeith Morris then, but um, I think that would be the, the guy that I would expect to 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 get a buyout from the Mavs. So the Mavs can go get another buyout guy if they decide to. Yeah, I've asked. I don't know what. I, I haven't asked around enough to know exactly like why he isn't playing besides just like being out of shape. I mean, I hope it's just like being out of shape (laughs) because then he can get in shape and play. I I hope it's not like an injury or he's just like, you know, older and like all this stuff. So that would be a a cool get ready for it. That would be a cool uh, free agent addition to (laughs) to the Mavs. uh, If (laughs) maybe they're just like holding him, holding him out for like a secret weapon. Uh, But no, I mean, you said it. Markeith Morris um, you know, they could wave Frank. I don't see them waving Theo Pinson, so <laughs> not that he's getting closing minutes now. Him and Frank getting closing minutes the other night uh against the Timberwolves. But Marquise Morris, he's not exactly the type of player. Like if he's in shape and comes back and plays well, like he's not exactly the type of player that the Mavs need, but he is a type of player that the Mavs need. Like a bigger guy that can guard some bigger guys. Like some bigger wings. If he was fully healthy, like fully healthy and in shape, I think he would get he could get some minutes. That's the thing. It's like if he's healthy and they're just not playing him, then I could totally see like a buyout thing, yeah. and he goes and joins another team. But if it's truly like he's ramping back up to get into shape, and they see a role for him, then yeah, he could stay on the team. And remember, Jason Kidd was with him in the twenty twenty. Uh, like playoff run for the Lakers where they won the title in the bubble. And he I forgot he was on that. Team. Markeith Morris played all 21 games for that team. Averaged 18 minutes, started a couple of games, shot 42, wow. shot 42% from three in that run. Now that was three years ago now. So I mean, that's a while and a lot can happen yeah. in three years, but does that ring count though? I mean, <laughs> but, but he, Jason Kitt, but I say all that because Jason Kitt has that experience with him and knows him and can see like if he's lost a step or if he can be effective yeah. and all that kind of stuff. He also has experience with JaVale. Let's talk. He also, apparently his twin brother has experience with Luca. Did you guys know that? So keep going. Justin holiday. The Mavericks are reportedly, um, signing Justin holiday as a buyout candidate. They're going to, they wave Chris Silva that that's been official. It has not been official. They've signed Justin holiday. So the same way that the Terrence Ross news where the Mavs reportedly signed Terrence Ross and then they didn't. And now he's reportedly signed to the Suns. Justin holidays reportedly signed with the Mavericks as a buyout guy. He played in Atlanta this year. He fell out. So I asked Brad Roland of locked on Hawks about him. And he said he fell out of the rotation by January, but he's a useful vet, a good locker room guy. He will execute well on defense, which when when he said that phrase, I was like, the Mavs just need a couple guys to execute well. <laughs> Can a couple guys just execute well? Uh, he said he's not a stopper though, so you're not bringing him in as like, oh, he's your he's your you know your your starter and like stopper and all that. He's mostly just a catch and shoot guy on offense. Brad Rowland said they tried to run some like stuff where he was coming off the move and things like that. The Mavs won't ask him to do any of that stuff, so I don't think that's a big deal. Tony East of Lockdown Pacers reached out to me actually. And he said that this is one of my favorite quotes of a of a lockdown NBA host. Justin Holiday, congrats. He said he said, congrats. Justin Holiday is the worst good player in the NBA. <laughs> he's mm. still a good player, but he's like the worst of the good players. So I think that that's I think that's good. The Mavs need at least one more good player. And if Justin Holiday can still be a good player, even if he's the worst good player in the NBA, he's at least a good player. Um, Tony said he's a medium defender, better team defender than on ball because of size, which tracks. 
He's six six, seven foot wingspan. Uh, he's small. He's like s- smaller, so he's not going to guard bigger guys. But he's got pretty decent feet still. He's about to be thirty four, and uh, last three or four years, he's he's shot thirty eight percent from three. So three three and like kind of D. That that's what the Mavs are getting in Justin Holiday. Three and kind of D. Yeah, I mean it's a it's a depth thing, right? It's the looking at the Frank and Theo minutes and saying, all right, can we upgrade those a little bit to a Justin Holiday? You know. You know, a little bit bigger defender, a little bit, you know, longer wingspan there. Uh, I don't know. Frank's wingspan is pretty long. But, you know, you look at his, you know, his, his two Indiana years back a few years ago, he shot 40 percent, 39 percent, you know, from three in those. All they're asking him to do is like, hey, play some defense and stand in the corner and hit, hit a spot shot. shot. So, um, you know, ask him to create. You're not asking him to do. I mean, you're not even asking him to do as much as like Reggie and Josh do. It's just like, can you give us 15 16, 17 minutes off the bench, stand in the corner, hit a corner three, and, you know, play some serviceable defense. That's what they're asking. I think he can do that. I don't, I don't think, you know, I'm not sitting there saying, put him in the finals because Justin Holiday, but it's that's the type of player that, I you know, we wanted them to add. And we thought we were getting in Terrence Ross, and, you know, you're still getting a form of that in Justin Holiday. No, no, no. Tell them. Tell them what we said. We both predicted they'll get Justin Holiday when we talked about buyout candidates. We predicted that, <laughs> yeah. that they would get him. But I think it's, it's a solid ad, right? The Mavericks wanted to hit a single in the buyout market. I think a Stanley Johnson type move, which could still happen, maybe. But yeah. that would be going for that's like you're like running for second on a double. Like you're try, you're trying a little bit and you could get thrown out because that move could really. He blow. just can't shoot. He so can't like, shoot. He can't shoot at all. So like yeah. that one. That one has a. Maybe a higher ceiling, but definitely a lower floor as a buyout move. Like people, because people just get obsessed with the age and yeah. just say Justin Holiday's thirty three and the, you know Stanley Johnson bigger buy like twenty six. I would I would have been about you know Stanley Johnson you sure. know joining the team sure bigger body guy you know, and all that, but I don't think it's that big of a difference between if we're arguing about Stanley Johnson and Justin Holiday, <laughs> then my God, touch but- grass. I think I think Justin Holiday is a better chance to be solid for the Mavs. The Mavs just need one more solid player. I mean, you've seen the rotations last couple yeah. of games. That's why we're like, can Marquise Morris just be solid if he gets back in shape? Can Justin Holiday just be solid and come in? So, speaking of solid player, what about <laughs> this uh, workout got, they got coming up? Uh, the Dallas Mavericks have r- reportedly worked out Lamarcus Aldridge. He's 37 years old. He last played April 10th, 2022. And he actually had some decent stre- like scoring stretches last year with the Brooklyn Nets. Sell me on this. No, I'm not. But I reached out to the Brooklyn uh. Nets, uh, the Locked On Nets guys. And I was like, Sean Marks? I reached out to Adam and Doug on Locked On Nets. And, uh, <laughs> oh, come on. They're just going to laugh. Doug Norrie said, he can't play defense or offense, but at least he's old and slow. <laughs> Does any host have any good thing to say about any player? That has left their team. No, Tony East had great stuff to say about about Justin Holiday. Really, the, the worst good player. The worst good. He said he still said he was a good player. He's the worst good player, but at least he's a good player. <laughs> um, but Adam Arbeck said that he'll hit some elbow jumpers in his sleep, so he, he'll always be able to hit that elbow jumper like forever. He'll yeah. be able to hit that shot. But is that what the Mavs need right now? Like, no, it's not. If you thought the DMs were hot before, wait until Aldridge takes minutes away from somebody. 
Yeah. So uh, I think this is. I think this is. A, they're doing an agent a solid here. This is, this is what I think. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I mean, I was, I was shocked when that came across. Where I was at the game, I was in the press box. And we're all like, "What? Like, what? <laughs> this is odd," you know. And so, I mean, if they did sign him, I would expect it's just like a locker room presence guy. Um, it would show you that you know, hey, he played basketball down the street, and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> He's a Dallas that guy. That is a throwback inside joke. <laughs> but you know, if they sign him, cool. Like it would, it would worry me if they signed him and said, "Hey, you got this prominent role off the bench." He's not playing over the other guys, but uh, over any well, of the five map centers. Well, I don't, I don't act like I know that answer because. So Frank, Frank and Theo closed the end. <laughs> we'll see guys. We appreciate you hanging out with us. Go comment below about the bio guys comment below about the risk of Kyrie Irving trade, and then go make your second listen. Locked on NBA game to game. Every, every moment, every top performance, every result locked on NBA game to game covers every game across the league. Go check it out on the locked on NBA YouTube channel, as well as the podcast feed guys. Thanks so much for listening to locked on maps. Pizza. Boom.